Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to I Thought I Told You. This is your host, CJ. Hope y'all having a beautiful Saturday afternoon. And I wanted to touch up on a discussion, a taboo topic that you don't really get to talk about as much. And that's pretty much dealing with the generational silence when it comes to sexual abuse and the black families in our black households. So I'm just going to get straight to it. Why do we have the silence? Why? Why is it so taboo? And it just seems like, you know, generationally, there's a kept silence on, you know, child sexual abuse within our families. And it's like we've just been conditioned to keep quiet. But where, what and where is that coming from? What is that stemming from? Now, you know, kind of this, I tend to look back at, um, I'm trying to think about, you know, the generations before us. Is it because we don't want to, you know, to turn any abusers? We don't want to turn them over to the, quote, unquote, the system? You know? Uh, we don't want to turn them over to the authorities? You know, basically having them to deal with, White supremacy, dealing with, you know, because a lot of that stems back from slavery, that keep quiet. You don't want the men to deal with that. Is it because the offender is the beloved person in the community, in the family? And so we just can't possibly believe that this is happening? So with that, we try to keep the peace. And so when we keep silent, that's basically saying we condone the abuse. You know, and back in the day, a lot of black women, they could not speak out. They couldn't speak out. Nor did they have the luxury uh, to do that. You know, many of them had to bear the brunt of that abuse. Which leads me to my next point, you know, why don't we hold the offenders accountable. And a lot of times, it's the reality that we don't want to face is that, and it's no secret, that a lot of our abusers are our own family members or the close friends of the family or neighbor. I mean, just to kind of throw out some of the some stats, like basically over 60% of young black girls have experienced sexual abuse before they turn 18. And it's like there's an expectation that, you know, we're supposed to keep keep quiet. Can't air out our own dirty laundry. And in many times, the violence continues, even generations. And a lot of these offenders, you know, is, tend to be the men in the family, the uncles, the cousins, whoever the patriarch is or their neighbor or whoever, 
And a lot of those times, it's the, it's the reality that we don't want to face. So how come we don't believe young black girls when they say they've been abused? Why do they get ostracized and abused and not confronted? So do we not realize that, you know, when we continue to keep silent, like I said before, it continues. We, it's like we condone it. it it's an okay. It's, and then a lot of times when we do that, we, we brush it off and we, you know, oh, well, that's just what it is. And then you have generations of grandmas, aunties, cousins, and just about any black woman in general just having to have their voices heard when dealing with the abuse. Then we're conditioned to just remain strong and just accept it. Well, what does that look like, though? We don't allow ourselves to feel that pain, express those emotions, and what's been done. So we block it out. We don't speak on it. Why do the moms, aunties, cousins, grannies, anybody not believe our kids? Our daughters, when they tell you that this is happening to them, it's like you immediately side with the men. You know, and it's, it, it, is it just the fear, the shame, the guilt, or is it that you just can't bear the reality of what's been happening to your baby, to your child. And I say all that, which leads me to a lot of the stigmas that come with that. And I talked about fear earlier, but I didn't get into it. And our stigma of speaking out is laced in a whole bunch of fear, shame, guilt. And a lot of, you know, a lot of girls, you know, they speak, they don't speak out because they fear of being wrong, being told that you're lying, you know, the feeling of just, they feel alone. Nobody understands what they're going through. And they feel, they don't feel hurt. Or the fear of being dismissed and ignored. Nobody hears or understands the cries, and you just forced to suck it up and deal with it. So then let's talk about the state of being in denial, right? So when a lot of kids do come out and speak out and they tell you, a lot of us are in denial. A lot of don't want to hear that we don't want to see it, we don't want to hear it. So there's that state of oblivious, obliviousness. Oh no, no, such and such wanna do something like that. Oh no, 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 you just this, this child is being fast and grown. Some can't grasp the reality of the happiness. So the child gets dismissed. And with that comes that shame. And a lot of that is felt. And then that leaves the child that's reluctant to want to speak out and get that help. Thus perpetuating that cycle all over again. All over again. So now let's go to how does that affect the child? The child that's now adult today. Right? We already talked about when we keep that silence of that abuse, it, it creates that long-lasting effect. 
a lot of us block it out. A lot of us keep it buried, hidden. We don't want to deal with it. Some of us just can't even bear to face the pain and emotions that come with it. So we just mask it in everyday life and keep going. Until eventually it seeps. It seeps out. It seeps out in ways to where you, you, you wouldn't think it wouldn't. And it affects us. And then on top of that, many of us don't have that luxury of getting that help. A lot of kids don't have that luxury of getting that help. A lot of kids don't have that strong foundational support system for anyone to go to. So what does that look like for them? Kids lash out. They have a bunch of behavior issues. They act out. You know? And a lot of times when there comes a lot of drug use, you got to find an outlet some way, somehow. You got to let out those emotions somehow. You're not being heard. You're not being understood. So you got to, you got to, you got to do something. Or on the flip side, a lot of kids isolate, become withdrawn. And, you know, a lot of us have heard the story of, um, my Angelou, what happened to her when she was a child, when she was raped? She became mute. She didn't speak for a number of years. So you have the flip side of that. A lot of kids become withdrawn, and that turns into depression. A lot of kids turn to drugs, in and out of juvie, pregnancy, promiscuity. Like a lot of kids, oh, that's where a lot of that leads to. And basically any other antisocial behavior that comes with that. Why? Because you're in search of that love and support that you didn't get. That love that you didn't get as a child. That loveliness. That's that strong foundation that you didn't receive. Based on what that, tra- that trauma that you endured. And now these have become the outlets of that. And these are some of the affects. And many times the generation cycle is affected because you have the mothers, aunties, grannies, cousins. They didn't have that love and support either. They didn't have none of the foundational support system. The, that luxury, that ideal, nor the tools to deal with it. So how can they provide that to the child? And that's the generational cycle. That's the generational cycle that continues. And a lot of these times, a lot of these kids in our system, but we forgot to step back and think, hey, what's going on with this child? You know, a lot of kids just get written off as just, uh, you know, they're bad kids. Hey, we don't take the time to sit back, hey, What's going on with this kid? And when you you, you undo each layer, this is one of the many reasons. Which leads me to my next point. You know, the stigma. You know, we we have the stigma of not seeking help. Therapy or counseling. It ain't no secret. I mean, it's not a secret that, you know, we as black people, a lot of black families, we have a tendency to be reluctant to seeking outside help. 
for a lot of our issues. We're trying to keep all this in-house. And we bury it. We don't deal with it. We don't talk about it. We don't discuss it. But when you're dealing with a generational trauma such as this, it's time to speak out and get that help. You're not weak. You're not weak. You've been strong for so long. It's time to be that support for the child that's crying out for help. It's time to hold these abusers accountable. Hold them accountable. And we got to face this reality because it's going to continue as an issue within our families and our communities. And a lot of times we got to understand the ramifications and the consequences on the mental health of that child, that long-term, that long-term consequences. And even as all the mothers, aunties, grannies, you have wounds that you haven't even addressed or began to acknowledge. And I understand that, and that's stemming back from generations and generations. And I say all that to say that it takes courage and bravery for a lot of young girls to speak out and to seek that help. And then you have those that, okay, you know, you want to help and may not, you don't know what to do. Or you might be ignorant of the issue. Where to begin? Where do I start? Where, where do I do? Sometimes it just takes just being that listening ear, just being that support and just being understanding. So basically, you know, don't be dismissive. And maybe you can be that support for the healing of that child. It, just, it takes that, at least that, at the very least. And as our families, man, it's time to kind of get rid of this generational silence. Not to be preacher or anything. It's, a lot of this still happens. A lot of this still goes on. And I, right now, I just I feel like this is the, the, the generation in the town, we have that luxury where we can speak out, we can be heard. A lot of our grannies and aunties and great-grandparents didn't have that luxury. They have that luxury. You know, and even our ancestors didn't have that luxury. So at what point, where do we begin to, you know, where do we begin to kind of say, Hey, nah, this ain't cool. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. And a lot of the men, a lot of the abusers in the family that we know that what's going on, they got to get held accountable for these actions. We know it. We don't want to just deal with it. But it's time to be held accountable for these actions. And the trauma and the long-term effect we have on these children that become adults, the survivors. speak on this because this topic is near and dear to me. And I speak on this because I see this as a generational thing. And I see now that the aspects of it.
And basically, you know, we got we to gotta end this generational violence, man. And on that note, I wish y'all nothing but love and more love and more love and enjoy this beautiful Saturday. Peace. Oh,